0: Hello, my name is Suzanne Urban, and this is Women Warriors Network. And in today's podcast, I'm going to start calling this Fearless Fridays. And so I read, will read a little bit um, from my book, Fearless and Moving On, Overcoming Fear. It's a testimony of how me and my husband are um, walking in victory and not victim, And so I just pray that as we work with these fearless Fridays that, um, you will find freedom. So it's freedom from fear on fearless Friday. Whoa, that was a mouthful. So we just, I just thank you that, um, that you're joining and I hope you enjoy the podcast. I have, um, many other ideas and things that, um, we will be doing on this podcast. So tune in on Fridays for Fearless Friday. Hi there, this is Suzanne Urban. I'm here for today's um, Fearless Friday reading and whatever the Lord lays on my heart. So um, today I'm going to be reading an excerpt from my book, It's called Fearless and Moving On, Overcoming Fear. You can get it on Amazon. Um, The scripture reference that came to me today is Isaiah 41.10 for our Fearless Friday. And it reads, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That one little verse is so packed full of just promises. First, there's the command to fear not. Then he reassures us that he is with us fear not, for I am with you. Then he says, do not be dismayed. There's more instruction for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's Isaiah 41.10. I love this verse. Just packed full of reassurance from our Father in heaven who is with us, said he will strengthen us, said he is with us, That he is guiding us and giving us strength on top of it. So no matter what comes our way, we can walk fearlessly, knowing that Abba Father is with us. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Father, I just pray it penetrates our heart. So that we can hide your word in the depths of our heart. So that when we need reassurances, that you bring to our remembrance that which we have read and that which we have um, Studied In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I'm going to read an excerpt from my book. Excuse me. <clears throat> and it is chapter 5. There is hope. And it's so fitting for right now with everything that we are going through in the world. You know, with the pandemic and... You know, fear is looming around every corner, and we just need to get into the Word. And, I mean, I just have been feeling it lately a lot more. And I just feel like we need to grasp God's Word and just really cling to it. Chapter 5, There is Hope. In a world that is full of bad news and negativity, we tend to get overwhelmed with life and have a hard time just being able to cope with day-to-day stuff. Sometimes life throws us a curveball, but if you know how to bat a curveball, you will be okay. Sadly, we are not usually expecting the curveball and we allow it to cripple us. While I was seeking God for the words to say and the scripture to share at a women's conference I was going to preach for, this is what was given to me. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18. For For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. That's 2 Corinthians four seventeen and 18. Those first few words stuck in my head, and I felt like I had new enlightenment for our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Let me ask you, what is your light affliction? The more I prayed about it, the more I realized I haven't gone through anything that my Lord Jesus hasn't been through himself. No, he's been through more. According to dictionary.com, the definition of affliction is a state of pain, distress, or grief, misery. Let's look at verse 18 again. While we do not look at the things which are seen. That sounds familiar. I believe we have been told this in several places in the Bible not to look at the physical which is only temporary, but at the things which are not seen. Our problem as humans is that we want to see things, to have them proven to us, kind of like Thomas, who had to put his hands in Jesus' scarves and see the proof. In the Bible, we are told that our battle is not in the physical for we wrestle not for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places Ephesians 6:12 our battle is not in the flesh in the physical realm although we have symptoms that manifest in our flesh like tremors sweating increased heart rate high blood pressure fainting and many more here is where it gets tough It's not just realizing that we are battling with fear and that it's not a physical battle, but it's when we start to change our thinking. So you might be wondering, how do I change my thinking? Consider what the Bible says about this. One of my favorite verses comes to mind, which helped me tremendously. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. 2 Corinthians 10.5 When we examine this verse, we see that we are to cast out of our minds all imaginations. Several Bible verses that refer to imaginations indicate that they are a bad thing. Google defines imagination this way, the faculty or action of forming new ideas or images or concepts of external objects not present to the senses. When our imaginations get out of control and we allow them to run rampant in our mind, it is like allowing a two-year-old to run through a shop of fragile glass items without restraint. It's damaging. Our Father in Heaven knew that we would struggle with this, so He gave us a way to overcome. 1 Corinthians 10.13 reads, There has no temptation taken you but such as is common to man, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above, that you are able, but will, with the temptation, also make a way to escape. That you may be able to bear it. According to Bible Hub, the word cast, yada, in the Hebrew means to throw or to confess. Well, that sounds easy enough, right? Should we confess to someone that we are having anxiety or fearful thoughts? I would say yes. First John one nine tells us, if we confess our sins, he is faithful to f- and to, just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Wait, halt, stop. What do you mean confess our sin? A thought isn't a sin; it's just a temptation. And if you are manifesting symptom, but if you are manifesting symptoms of fear, anxiety, depression, and PTSD, then it's no longer a thought. Correct. God has a divine path for our freedom, and it begins with the confession of our sin. Can a born-again Christian have sin in their life? You bet we can. I struggled with fear for almost 20 years before I decided to do something about it. We can become complacent or lazy when it comes to sin, and we allow it to rule over us. It doesn't mean we are destined for hell. since That is where grace comes in. But grace isn't isn't a license to continue in sin, especially when we are made aware of our sin. The Holy Spirit may be convicting us and trying to wake us up to the things we are doing that doesn't please Abba Father. That's when we are empowered to overcome. What happens after our confession? Back to the Bible we go. Acts 3.19 instructs, "Repent, Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord, according to Bible Hub, the word converted in the Hebrew means to turn back. Are we to turn back to Jesus? Most likely. That is what this means. Usually, words like this are action words, meaning we will have to actually do something to overcome. There isn't a magic pill, antidote, or prayer that will get us out of this, and we will have to take some kind of action. Now that we have confessed and repented, what do we do next? We must practice, practice, and practice again, all seasoned with prayer, of course. The Holy Spirit will ultimately guide you through. He will highlight scriptures and he will bring people to you to help support you. He will give you strength when you ask for it. The Holy Spirit plays a huge role in our victory. Let me share a verse. Share a verse with you and then you can continue on to the rest of this book which is filled with scriptures and pictures that will encourage you to keep moving on in his victory. Philippians 4.9, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. In another translation, it suggests practice. And the amplified, the things which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things in daily life. And the God, who is the source of peace and well-being, will be with you. Let's move on to the scriptures that are recommended to help with this issue. Memorizing them would be ideal, since the Bible says to write them on the tablets of our hearts. Proverbs 7, 1-3 My son, keep my words and treasure my commands within you, Keep my commands and live, and my law as the apple of your eye, bind them on your fingers, write them on the tablet of your heart. Luke 2:15 through 19 gives the example of Mary when she heard the reports from the shepherds about the angels. She kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. I was amazed when this scripture was highlighted to me one day while I was listening to a preacher on the radio. So I looked it up and was so amazed by verse 19 that she kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Let me ask you this. What things are you keeping in your heart to ponder? I had to ask myself the same question, and I still ask this question to this day. Luke two fifteen through 19. And it came to pass as the angels and those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Deuteronomy 121. Look, the Lord your God has set the land before you. Go up and possess it. As the Lord God of your fathers has spoken to you, do not fear or be discouraged. So Father, I just pray right now that we will take to heart your word when we hear the preached word or we are reading and the word is highlighted. Father, we just pray right now that we will ponder it in our heart, that we will um, meditate on your word, that we will hide it in our heart. Father, we just pray that you will continually help us to turn back to you. To cast down those imaginations, things that are not of you, things that are high and lofty and exalt themselves against you. We just ask, Father, that you help us to repent of those and to turn them over to you and to trust that you are helping us replace that. To change our minds so that we have the mind of Christ. I thank you for your word, that you said you'd be with us, that you'd strengthen us, that you are guiding us, that you are walking with us, that you are behind us, that you are uplifting us. I thank you, Father, that you have sent your Son, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, and will complete it, that you will complete it. In Jesus' precious name we pray today, Father, as we examine our thoughts so we can change our thinking and rely on you and come against anxiety and fear. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for tuning in today, and we shall see you tomorrow.